Welcome to Creative Conversations. I'm Roger Humphrey. This episode's guest is an old and dear friend, Lisa Moore. Lisa is an amazing flutist who, I'm proud to say, has been my duet partner for over 25 years. Her day job is selling and renting band instruments to schools around Michigan. The pandemic has had a profound effect on her job, as she explains. We join in progress. So anyway, so we're here. And we so, are. What and else do you do in the middle of a pandemic, right? <laughs> we all have lots of free time. <laughs> I've, well, I've been trying to stay busy. Somebody, and people are trying to keep me busy. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends which people those are. <laughs> I um, uh, um, posted yesterday. Barb had the uh, oldie station on, and there was a, a song that came on uh, from the Four Tops. And it just, I listened to it and I thought, my God, this song is still so good. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, and I listened, as I was listening to it, and I thought, this is the way you make a pop song. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a well-written song. The, the performances, the musicians, the singers, everybody was top drawer. The production value is, I mean, everything about it, I couldn't find anything to complain about. And I usually can. <laughs> well, well I, something about, I'd have done this, you know. <laughs> something about Motown. Yeah. You almost can never go wrong. Right, right. And, and, um, and I mean, uh, and so I just made a comment on it on, on Facebook. So the next thing I know, I got all of these people who are my age, all these old people saying, well, you ought to start writing more reviews. Oh. Ah. More work. So so now we've gone from just a little blurb on Facebook to maybe I ought to write a blog or start doing a podcast. And I'm going, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that involves effort. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So you be careful. You start talking, people pay attention. I don't know if I start. I don't know if they pay attention to me. I think they just go, oh, God, here goes Roger again. But, <laughs> but, but it's like, oh, Lord, here we go. So how's, how's work with you? What's going on there? You know, I'm, well, there was a lot of nothing for a while when yeah. everything was totally locked down. And then once... Um, schools kind of got back online, if you will, in the spring. Um, and they were figuring out, you know, flying by the seat of their pants, how to do all this stuff. Um, I got a little busier, um, found out where a lot of the directors I work with live, um, <laughs> seen how many cars they have parked in their driveway because you couldn't get into any buildings. So it was right. going to people's houses and random customers, things like that. Um, and then, as you know, this push to get everybody back into school. Um, so it was a little bit busier um, in the beginning. And now they're dropping like flies. I've had seven, seven or eight schools in the last week go back to or start um, 
what do you call it, remote learning because COVID's popping up in all these buildings. So it's, although I will say it does help facilitate my situation because my, you know, Cullen School here in DeWitt, we went back to um, 100% online and that is to stay that way until January at this point. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the less I have to leave, the easier it is to do school online with him. But, you know, I posted on my Facebook, he called me while I was out. <laughs> I walked him through a math test over the phone because, <laughs> I mean, you just you do what you have to do. So, right. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Well, I wasn't real sure because you know, I, I know that the band programs you know, are struggling right now. Oh, um, yeah. Which means you're struggling because, you know. Um, well, we've stayed open the whole, I mean, I say we've stayed open. We, that mandatory time, everything was shut down. We were shut down. But as soon as schools went back, um, I had a letter in my possession that I carried around with me that said I was deemed essential because I was a school support person and schools, you know, were actively, instructing so that meant i was um working but we've stayed we've stayed the course the whole time all of our locations and um it's been it's been pretty smooth on our end um there was a really strong um effort on the part of our owners to make sure nobody went without a paycheck well that's marvelous Um, yeah even the part-time people um they they did not miss a pay period um, they just figured out, you know, their average over the last couple of weeks, and that's what they paid them while we were locked down. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, slower than than usual. Um, the month of April, like everybody, I mean, you went from a whole lot to a whole lot of nothing um, really fast. Uh, but we're plodding along, and just a day at a time is all you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah, so. yeah. I, um, uh, of course, you know, I thought, boy, my timing was perfect. You know, this whole retirement and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't go anywhere anymore. Um, uh, don't hardly know how to behave in public anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, and, and, and the teaching online thing, I was doing that anyway. Right. And this is just kind of a sideways step. And so I'm just doing it full time. Um, and the, and I think I told you about my uh, uh, ukulele program. And, yeah. And so that's, yeah. You know, and I'm getting along, you know, just, just plugging along. And, and uh, I got enough to keep me busy, not too much to make me crazy. And, and um, it's, it's interesting because I haven't taken a new student other than the, the, the ukulele students. Mm-hmm. But, but other than that, I haven't taken a new guitar student in, golly, maybe a year and a half. Wow. So I don't have any of my students learning how to read music anymore. Because oh. they, they've all progressed. <laughs> so, so, you know, I've still, and, and I, don't, I don't teach the ukulele kids how to, how to read. I don't know if I will. I might at some point. Uh, the goal was just to get them to, to sing songs and strum and, play a few melodies and just, uh-huh. you know, kind of get them, you know, give them some sort of music experience because some of these kids won't get it. Right. Uh, and, and, um, and so, um, and ukulele is a, a fairly inexpensive way to get into it. 
Well, so. it's kind of become almost like the new recorder in public schools. Has it? To be honest, yeah. There's a lot of schools that have in both elementary and middle school um, ukulele in the classroom, and they'll do a unit or like here in DeWitt, there's a ukulele class in the middle school. So for a whole semester, you do ukulele. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, whatever to get the kids exposed. I mean, yeah. you know, preaching to the choir here, you know. Yeah, and and uh, so anyway, I st but I haven't I haven't really actively sought too much out. I mean, the the ukulele thing, I kind of was looking for a few, but I haven't. I will probably dangle some sort of an ad out there um, close to Thanksgiving, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, because some people are gonna, people are going to start thinking more about um, uh, presents for their kids and the fact. Are you going to do a Black Friday special? No. <laughs> No, I, I actually I might. What I what I did before um, was I, I normally uh, I normally charge um, uh, twenty dollars a week for three, and, and I do them in three week segments. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think what I'll do is I'll offer, uh, and I did this before I'll, the same thing for forty five. So it's a twenty five percent discount, and um, uh, and for three weeks and. Uh, and but I'm gonna I'm gonna require them at that point to um, to do if if they if they do it for more than three weeks I'm gonna want them to sign up on a uh, um, uh, on an auto pay kind of system. Oh, yeah. so, and I haven't done that before, but PayPal gives it what they call a, a subscription. I can have them subscribe to lessons. Okay. But you call it anything you want if you at that point. You know, you can, as long as you get your money. As long as I get my money. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I'll probably do something like that, but uh, uh, but I don't expect a, a, a very big bump. I'll put a, I'll put a few people out there, or put a few yeah. things out there. But but um, you know, but I will do, and I'll probably do like a, a, a like a one week sale or something like that, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then cut it back to to sixty, you know, back back to sixty dollars again. So, but anyway, yeah, that's that's about it, you know, and just kind of kind of chugging along. Yeah. This, this this whole COVID thing, I thought we were going to get over it. And man, oh man, it's just reared its ugly head. Something nasty it's, again. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Has your family been staying healthy? So far, yeah. Um, uh, we've we've had a um, couple of close calls. And okay. um, uh, my, um, uh, in fact, our um, um, uh, project manager, um, and he's a guy in his late 50s i guess and his son and daughter-in-law both p tested positive okay and so he you know he was a little concerned that you know right he was and and by extension you know we we're spending you know two mornings a week with this guy and so we were a little worried well he came back negative and so good so at the moment we're okay and so we're, but we're kind of keeping an eye on things Oh yeah, you have to. Um, so, so yeah, it's it, it it's it's just tricky, you know, right now. And and uh, and talking to other artists, I mean, everybody's trying to figure out other stuff to do. Um, yeah. You know, um, uh, an acquaintance of mine who is um, uh, an oboe player, uh, and actually, and, and t she just had a baby here what, a year and a half ago or so. But okay. up, but up until that point, she was an oboist with the 
New York Philharmonic. Not okay. too shabby a gig. Yeah, they play a few gigs here and there. <laughs> They're okay. And, and um, uh, uh, but she and some of her friends put together a uh, quintet. Uh, and what they're doing is they're they're um, uh, using the music um, and telling stories. Peter and the Wolf and some of the other oh, nice. types of things. And they're putting these programs out there. And I think it's for sale kind of thing. Uh-huh. So, but you know these are all these are all top drawer musicians looking for yeah. some place to to ply their trade. You know, and so so that's what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's hard. You know, when you when you're used to doing that kind of stuff and you can't. Yeah. You know, it's it's you know. Uh, I've never played hardly any concerts at all. You know, I'm not a con- I'm not a concert artist or recitalist really, and um, um, and so I I don't know that I miss it miss it. I mean, I'd kind of like to do some more of it at some point, but but uh, but these people you know live and die. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. where that's, that's that's where they're most they alive, and that's yep. what they do. And when when they're when they're stuck at home, it's sort of like you know. And I'm sure, like everybody, you know, they're getting on a plane one more time and thinking, God, I'd like a few days at home just to relax, you know. And now they're like, get me out of here. (laughs) Careful what you wish for, right? (laughs) So, so, and I I think it's like that. It's, it it is like that, you know, it's, it's, I remember, you know, wishing that I could play one wedding a month. Mm Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be wonderful? One wedding a month, and I'll, suddenly it's like, golly, yeah, <laughs> it's like constant, you know. So yeah, got to be careful what you wish for. Got to be careful what you wish for. So exactly. So I, and, but I'm not even hardly practicing anymore. I pick it up, and, and other than for, you know, I play for my students, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, I'll play you know, for an hour, maybe a couple, three times a week, and that's about it. I don't, I'm not really working. I well, I say. I just finished memorizing. Uh, I don't play it well, but I finished memorizing um, uh, Gershwin's Prelude Number Two from his piano preludes. But nice. But uh, and, and that's just that's a piece that has been um, uh, dogging me for a while. It's yeah. I, I feel like I've been stalked by that piece for the last couple of years, and so how how does it compare to the George F. and Handel? Uh, much easier. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have to tell you, every time I have a student that works on that piece that goes through my head, I hear your voice and that's what I hear. <laughs> well, it's, you know, Brad, Brad DeRoche, um, so last summer, I think it was last summer, he and a flutist that he works with sometimes um, played on the island. Uh-huh. And um, and they did one of the Handel sonatas. It wasn't the same one, but they did one of the Handel sonatas. Yeah. We talked about it afterwards, and I and I said to him, I said, "Yeah, I'd, Lisa and I did one." I said, I, "It's, it's a bear." I said, <laughs> you, "You know," and but I've I have since you know I, I I've been watching more and more um, early music groups and things like that, and watching the harpsichordists, uh-huh. and, and those guys are busy. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> you are busy, busy. You know, so you know you you're listening to you know a. Uh, uh, Maybe a something sweet, you know, and then the guy over there on a harpsichord is breaking a sweat, you know, he's like, you know, and now I'm trying to do all that on guitar. It's like, man, oh man, oh man. So we pulled it off a couple of times, but wow. We did. We did. You did good. Well, I did adequate. You did very well. But yeah, I, 
And I, I, but the thing is, as much as I complained about it, um, I miss playing it. And uh, yeah, yeah it, there was just something about it. And when it came off, it was just like all goosebumpy time, you know, just. Well, you got the music. Yeah, but I don't have the flutist. <laughs> so anyway. But, eventually. Uh, yeah, eventually. So yeah, we get past all of this. So, uh, and, and if you, you get a little time, maybe we can find a little time to get together. So. Yeah. That, that means I'm going to have to practice. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we just start here? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it is, um, uh, yeah, I, I do miss, I do miss that. I do miss the, those performances a lot. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we did. And I, I think back on them and some of them, I mean, the weddings are weddings, but, you know, I think back on some of the, the, the recital things that we did. And the one at Alma College just, the more I think about that one, that one was, that was more fun. We only did a couple of songs, I think. Yeah. Cause, yeah, it was maybe two things. It was at the holidays, if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a fundraiser. And so they had all kinds of different musical mu musicians yeah. there. So, it was, um, you know, so, you know, they had pianists and, and God, I think Jeff Dibel went out, was there then and, and he his saxophone quartet played something by Philip Glass. I, I think so. You know, I think I remember and, that. Uh, and that was, that was quite a while ago. But the two things that I remember, number one, I remember we, I, we, we played well. Yes, we did. Which which, which pleased me to no end because uh, it was a hometown crowd for me. But <laughs> but I do remember, and, and I the two stories that I, I tell about that. One is when we were rehearsing um, and we were doing the Iber and... Um, uh, and there was a spot there where you were having a hard time finding your way in. And part of that was because I wasn't playing it strong. It's just the beat wasn't, I wasn't giving you enough to work with. So I'm over there. So I started horsing around counting like a horse, you know, stomping on the floor. And you said, I'd take that. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm going to do that on stage. But I started bopping my head so you could follow, you know, follow uh -huh. the beat. And I know what you're going to say. And you know where this, and you know no, where this yeah, is going. Say it. I little, that little old lady afterwards says, boy, you really get into the music, don't you? And I, and I didn't realize until afterwards I thought about it. I thought, God, she, she thought I was b pretending to be Angus Young from ACDC and, and headbanging on stage, you know. <laughs> and I have laughed about that for all of these years. So, And then the other thing that cracked me up about that performance was uh, when that one lady followed us out to the car so she could compliment you on your shoes. Yes. <laughs> I still have those shoes, by the way. Those are the plaid ones. Yes, they are. The plaid with the red patent leather heel. Yep. That's right. I, I'd forgotten the heel, but I remember yep. the, the plaid. Yeah. <laughs> well, and red plaid, so it's perfect for that holiday season. Oh, so. oh yeah. Well, they yeah, they they were nice looking shoes. <laughs> but but the fact that she would follow us all the way to the car to compliment compliment you on your shoes. Well, shoes do make the outfit, so. They do. <laughs> and apparently the recital as well. <laughs> At her least case. for her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was that was fun. That was fun. So and 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 that's that's a nice venue in some ways and a terrible venue in others. Um, if you're an audience member, it's an absolutely wonderful venue to sit in. Yeah. Um, it, it there isn't a bad seat in the house. If you're sitting on stage, I don't know if you remember the sitting on stage. Um, you, it's hard to hear. Um, it, it, you, you get the sense that your your music is going about five feet and then just hitting the floor, um, and uh, and it's not. I mean, it's 
traveling all over the room, but you really don't uh-huh. get a uh, you don't you don't get a sense of that when you're on stage playing, you know. So um, Olivet was much better. Did we do one at Olivet? I don't think we, we ever... did. Yeah, we did. We did a full the full on recital at Olivet College. Did we? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, uh, I remember Ramona coming up afterwards and talking to us. I do remember that now. Yes. Yep. And then I don't remember his name. Kind of a shorter gentleman. Yeah. Yep. One it of the was, um, higher uh, ups or something. Yeah that that was that was Tim. Uh, okay. And Tim Flynn. And, okay. Yep. And and Tim was at that time he was the program director. Okay. And uh, uh, Tim has uh, Tim's a really, uh, really smart, smart, smart guy. He's written and published two books. The latest one was on, um, I want to say Schubert, but that's not right. Um, they did like a full biography of somebody important. <laughs> and One of those dead musicians. Yeah, one of <laughs> Well, you know, classical music, the only good musician is a dead musician. So there you go. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, Tim, uh, Tim Flynn, that was Tim Flynn. And so, yeah, uh, so that was, I, I had forgotten that. I had forgotten that. We did do a full, full yeah. program out there. So that stage is marvelous. I love that stage. And I had a good time. That was a good show. It was a good show. We played well, and we did. Uh, and uh, and the people and the people showed their appreciation. So, yeah. so I, I felt pretty good about it. So, and it was nice because uh, I don't think they had heard a guitar flute combination before. I think that was yeah. kind of kind of a new thing for them. So, um, so, so I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, get out there and do it to it. So, heck yeah. So, yeah, I just I, I've actually um, uh, Bob Gruca. Um, as a former student of mine, and and he is working almost exclusively with a flutist now. This is out of Cleveland now. Okay. He's originally from Alma, but he's uh, from he's based out of Cleveland. Has been for many years now, and um, uh, and they just released a, a CD. As a matter of fact, they had a release party today yeah. down there. So um, so that's kind of, that's kind of cool, and 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 uh, it'd be be kind of fun to. I, I thought I'd send him a quick note and see if I could buy a copy of the CD from him. Nice. And uh, yeah, well, you support, right? You know. Exactly. You know, so so anyway, um, uh, that that's kind of cool. But it's another one of my students, um, uh, KJ Redmond. And yeah, I remember um, that name. I remember KJ? way back at Marshalls. Oh yeah. Way back. Well, he completed his master's and is currently working on his DMA. Nice. And he has a full-time teaching, or at least he did, until COVID, had a full-time teaching position at a, at a middle school teaching guitar. They had a guitar program there big enough to bring in a full-time teacher. Wow. And this is in Mississippi. Okay. And, and um, so anyway, um, uh, but while he was in college, uh, he and a couple of his friends from the, from the guitar department put together a trio. They had to do some chamber music anyway. It was a requirement. And so they put together this trio and turned out it was a pretty good trio. <laughs> and so they've been doing, uh, again, until COVID, mm-hmm. uh, they've been doing quite a bit of, of uh, performing. And, uh, nice. they were, and they were actually supposed to tour Europe this year. And then the COVID thing hit and they got locked down and couldn't do it. So, um, heck, we can't even go to Canada. 
God, I know. I'm barely got liars. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, but he but he complimented me or thanked me. I should say not compliment, but thank me, because he said he said the best piece of career advice I'd ever given him was to to focus on chamber music. Nice. And, uh, and as well, you know, I think about it and I think you know, there's eight zillion guitar players out there and they're good. Mm-hmm. And they're all playing the same music that you're going to play, and they're all looking for the same gigs that you're looking for. Yeah. So it seems like the, the the area where you can be the most creative and have a better shot at making music or making money, yeah. making music is is in, in chamber music. So, and so he's in a it's it's a three guitar trio, and uh, they're working. I mean, they're not working constantly. They're kind of scattered around the globe, but they get together and and do shows, you know, enough. And yeah. they're pretty pumped about it. So nice. Uh, the guitar, the guitar in a chamber setting, I think, is a marvelous instrument. So yeah. So well, you don't see it enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's unique. You see guitar players a lot anymore, but yeah. uh, but you don't see the guitar in a chamber setting very often. Mm-mm. And uh, I know that that um, gosh, years and years and years ago. Um, I heard a CD of Baroque music, and it was um, uh, guitar, flute, and oboe. Okay. And that was a nice combination. That was a nice combination. So, but the guitar, flute—that's pretty nice combination too. Hey, I like that one. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a it's it's a good combination. It really is. So, just thinking, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's stuff out there that we never got a chance to play, and I kind of wish we'd you know, sunk our teeth into it a little bit, but oh well, wine, 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 wine. (laughs) And not the kind that we drink. Yeah, boogers for that too. So so anyway, yeah. Um, So so things are going okay for you. and uh, They uh, are. And and work is is still good. How busy are you at work? Are you home most of the time or a combination of things? I'm not. I'm busier than I thought I would be with everything going on, but it's nowhere near um, normal for sure. Sure. You know, um, usually the fall is just complete and total insanity. um, And it just wasn't, wasn't even, um, I I posted something on my Facebook a mm, couple of months ago that I had my first it, my life felt like normal for the first time in a really long time because I had a um, rental type night for beginning band, which of course we're all outside. Of course. <laughs> and instead of doing things on paper, we're doing things on iPads and things. So we're not spreading things back and forth. Um, but I got home kind of late and then I had a bowl of cereal for dinner and I said, <laughs> This is the first, this is the first like real normal feeling work day I've had since March 13th or whenever it was that the world came to a screeching halt. So, <laughs> you know, all it took was one 15 hour day and a bowl of cereal for dinner. And I, you know, from right back into the, I felt like, ah, I'm home. Ish. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's been the funny thing. I've been getting spoiled because I'm so used to um, long teaching days. Mm-hmm. And I have one right now. My my Tuesday, um, I see nine people on Tuesday, okay. and uh, 
which, I mean, you remember back in the day, there was times when I'd see like 19 people. Oh, God, yes, yeah. <laughs> not quite that many, but I would. It was, not, it was not uncommon for me to see between 15 and 18 people in a given day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm seeing about 18 people a week sprout out over five days. Yeah. So, you know, so Tuesday is busy. The other days, I mean, like Wednesday, I think I only have two students. You know, so I just, you know, wander in here and turn on a machine, you know, and hi, you know. <laughs> and and with the, with the, um, uh, the ukulele students, because they're only 15-minute lessons, mm-hmm. it, you know, it seems like we know we get started and we're done. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I see them twice a week, so that helps. And, um, and yeah, it's just I'm getting spoiled. You know, I I I'm I don't have to wait until ten o'clock at night to have supper, uh, <laughs> and that's like a first in like forty years. You know, something like that. You know, so so that that feels a little peculiar. And I have weekends off. That feels a little. I went through the, most of the summer with weekends off. Most people expect to have a weekend off. I know, me, right? Two days two days in a row was a big deal for a long time. Now it's like, eh, you know, I teach Fridays in the morning. I'm done by about one. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I got the rest all the rest of Friday, and then all day Saturday, and all day Sunday off, and Monday um, I don't start. And I only have a couple students on Monday, and the first one is at three o'clock. So it's like you, you have know, a really long weekend. Every weekend, <laughs> every weekend. So it's like wahoo. So, so anyway, so yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's, I, I, and I'm getting used to it. <laughs> so well, that's I, not a bad thing necessarily. <laughs> That's kind of my feeling. It's not not necessarily a bad thing. So you know, this is what the rest of the world's been doing all these years. Yeah. Right? Who knew? <laughs> I every once in a while I go to the club and have a drink in the afternoon. <laughs> go just go have a beer like a regular guy at five o'clock. Wow. <laughs> Weird sensation. Uh, it is for me. Mm-hmm. It is for me. So. So, so anyway, so are you getting a chance to play at all or taking the opportunity to play at all? Or is that kind of a, I mean, there's not really an opportunity to play, um, other than just for yourself, other for myself. Yeah. I have a, you know, a few students that I was teaching pre COVID that, um, have kind of come and gone just depending on what's happening, um, on their side of the computer doing the zoom lesson thing. Uh-huh. Um, which is interesting because I don't know if you have this issue with guitar and let's just be honest. I don't think the zoom people had any idea what their platform was going to be called upon to do. Um, But you get to a certain level in the scale of the flute, you start getting up, you know, those ledger lines above the staff and it doesn't really like those high sounds. So you kind of, it kind of cuts out. Um, and so I have to like lean in and try and look at fingers to see if right. the right notes are being fingered because I can't necessarily hear them. <clears throat> but we make the most out of it. There is a, uh, and I, I know it's on my, my screen here. I don't know if it's on your screen. Uh, in the upper left-hand corner uh, where it says, turn off original sound or turn on original sound. Do you have that up there? I don't. Okay, I would I would go. Um, uh, the, the The Zoom people have 
uh, had the sound set in such a way uh, that that it would kind of accentuate the mid-range a little bit because that's where the human voice is. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a way of doing it, and I figured it out, but I don't know how to teach it. But you can find it on YouTube where what you can do is go in, and I have it on, on this, so it, it will turn on what says the original sound, which means whatever's going into that microphone will come out of the speakers. Okay. And so if you and your students can do that, then what you get is a much more natural sound and your frequency response is better. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. And so, so I'm getting too old to see things up close, Roger. I have to get special glasses for that. And I'm fighting it as much as I can. That's the only way I can see. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. So, but, but yeah, that's, that's something to, to, to look into. Uh, so that you can maybe get a, a better sound. Um, I'll have to do that. And yeah, definitely look into that a little bit. So um, there's actually a program too, and I have not looked into this. Uh, is it a program or a way of, of settings? And it's, it, it, I think it's complicated. I think there's a lot of hoops to jump through. But uh, what it what it will do is is basically uh, compensate for the lag, um, so that you can play together. Okay. In real time. And, and I, they start getting all sciencey on me and I, and I, <laughs> and it's like, oh crap, man, now what do I do? You know? <laughs> um, so I, 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 I watched a couple of videos on, on uh, YouTube about it, but I haven't, I haven't tried to, to do anything with it. It has to be on both sides of the screen. Um, mm -hmm. but, but there, what it is, is. Uh, a, a special program that you put in on both sides. And and one of the things they said was, um, you know, you can't, you know, Einstein was right. Nothing, nothing's going to go faster than the speed of light. Right. So if, if you are more than about 500 miles apart, you're going to have that lag, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Within that range, the lag will be there, but it'll be so minuscule that it won't be noticeable. And so you can actually play in real time. Interesting. And and they, they showed a couple of guys uh, jamming. One guy was a piano player. Another guy was a saxophonist, I think. And and they were jamming. They're both in New York City. And um, uh, and and they both said, you know, the one guy was practically crying. He's my guy. He says, first chance I've had to work with another musician in six months. You know. I and, know. And um, so so, but they're right in New York. But I think you know, if most of your students are nearby, which I believe they are. Yeah. Um, they're all in town. Yeah, I think that, I, that might be something that would be um, something worth looking into um, that, you know, kind of set it up and, you know, figure out how to teach it to them yeah. or their parents and get them get to do the same thing. They could probably figure it out easier than their parents. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Colin will probably show me how to do it on this computer and he's 10, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. It's, it's yes. I, 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 <laughs> I, I totally get that. Yeah. It's just uh -huh. so it's. I'm surprised that I do as much as I do, and uh, but it's not without a tremendous amount of stumbling. <laughs> it's like, oh, I found it. I'm not sure how I got here, but here I am. So. That's okay. <laughs> you made it. I made it barely. You know, nick, nick of time, but here I am. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
It really is. So it's difficult to be a musician right now. It's difficult to be an artist, I think. Um, it is. So. Um, you know, the, the funny thing I find because of what I do, um, so much was made of the lack of arts and the lack of live music and how much people miss it and how important it is and how they can't wait. And I do get that we are dealing with something that is nobody expected. You don't have a plan for this. Um, you don't have the possible pandemic schedule, you know, in your file cabinet when you're a superintendent. Right. Um, but the number of schools that have cut kids access to music, to band, choir, orchestra right now, it's really depressing um, because people have mentioned, and, and I think most people would agree, there's something about it that just, it, it, it's what makes us human, right? And to, to not have that when we're in the midst of such a stressful, chaotic time, and then for kids not to have that opportunity, that frustrates the heck out of me. Me too. And, 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 and you couple that with the idea that some schools are bending over backwards to get to keep their sports programs going. Oh, God, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, as far as participants, and football is a good example, you got about 15 kids on the team. That's it. That's all you've got that are playing, you know, as opposed to music in a band program, you could have, you know, 50 to 80 kids in that band, depending on the size of the school. Well, um, marching bands, you know, you're talking 120, 150, some yeah. are 175, you know? You know, and, and these are all kids that are participating. Mm -hmm. These are kids that are participating. They're in it. They're playing the music. They are doing the marching. They're learning all that kind of stuff. Yep. Choirs, you know, same thing, um, you know, yeah. and choir, come on. All you need is the music yeah, and a room to practice it in. You don't, <laughs> you, you don't even need instruments, you know. You can stand, choirs aren't that big for most, for the most part. Right. Um, you can socially distance and you can sing through a mask. That's right. That's but, right. Yeah. And, and I think that's where some of my, my, ukulele students are coming from yeah uh is you know you've got these kids that are collins age uh who um aren't getting anything at school mm -hmm. you know and so i've got this little program where they can strum and, and we're just singing you know basic old song janky doodle and and you know this old man and stuff like that you're not doing blackbird yet not yet <laughs> Next year. So. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, but yeah, these, the kids are, um, uh, uh, it's the only, kind of the only way that they're, they're getting the music is, is something like okay. what I do or what some of the, some of the other, you know, guitar teachers are doing and things like mm -hmm. that. Piano teachers. My, uh, uh my cousin, um, uh, is married to a piano teacher down in um, San Antonio area, and uh, and she was actually on the on this program um, last fall, and um, but she and I have been talking uh, because she's doing way more online, of course, and things like that, and set mm -hmm. things up. She's 
she got into it, boy, I mean, she just went whole hog, you know, bought special cameras and different setups. And it's like, well, you know, I'm just stumbling through here a little bit. You know? <laughs> but, um, but I think that that's, it's, it's that same thing that's people are, you know, having a hard time, uh, you know, for their kids on their kids behalf, you know, just being yeah. able to do something like this. So, so you'll get a kick out of this though. Just before we started our conversation, I was working on a, an arrangement. Um, and we had a, a, a girl that worked at Marshall's. I don't know if she was there when you were there. Um, her name is Ashley. Uh, she's a clarinetist. And, um, I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, she was working there while, while her husband was going through med school. And they're living in Ohio now. And, oh, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yep. And so they're in Ohio now. And she had a baby a couple of years ago. And so, yep. And, uh, and so she's taking lessons from me now. Nice. On, online. And, um, and so um, I, I taught her a song uh, and, and gave her the music about a week and a half ago. And we touched it up on, on, at her last lesson. And so her little daughter, who's about three now, uh, said to her, um, she, you know, she says, that's a really pretty song, Mommy. It's nice, you know. And then she says, you ought to get Mr. Roger to teach you how to play Castle on a Cloud. <laughs> so I'm thinking for a three-year-old, that's pretty, that's pretty sophisticated uh -huh. taste, right? You know? uh -huh. So I'm actually arranging the song for, for solo guitar. It's a nice. simple arrangement. So, so it'll be done in a couple of days and I'll shoot it off to her. But, uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> but I thought, you know, what a sweetie, you know, and to be, to be that, uh, sophisticated artistically and musically. I mean, you see the difference between the exposure of growing up with it, yeah, you know, versus you know somebody who isn't and they don't know, and it's, yeah. it makes a huge difference. Well, those are the ones that usually become administrators that want to cut the program. Really? So, <laughs> that's, I that's... found a lot of times. I found a lot of times that they are former athletes. Um, ironically enough which is probably why there's schools that don't have music right now, but they're still playing football, so. Sure, because the, the administrators played football mm -hmm. in high school and maybe college, yeah. depending on the school they went to, yeah. Or they played basketball, or they played baseball or something, yeah, you know, so. Yeah. And, and also the, the, I think the, the, the athletic boosters are extraordinarily vocal. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and, they're, and they're pretty good about raising money and so on and so forth, so. I don't think anybody's doing a good job raising money right now. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. It's I rough. That. I believe that. So did you sell any pies this year? They didn't do pies. I'm out 11 years. This is the first time in 11 years I don't have a kid in the marching band. Oh. So I I am not uh, I'm not part of the boosters right now. So I that's, that's, that's not right. <laughs> God, no wonder we're having no wonder we're having a pandemic. It's, it's all your I'm fault. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed it all up. <laughs> and no, they didn't have they did not have the scrap metal drive this year. They didn't do that. Um, they did not make pies this year. I mean, just you can't really. Yeah. Um, all the hoops that. Um, and I shouldn't say hoops. I mean, things that need to be done rightly so, but that restaurants and things have to do. There's no way that you can do a one day make 
4,000 apple pies and follow all those guidelines kind of a thing. So yeah, sadly they, they did not make the pies this year. Well, we, you know, I, I, I usually bought a couple pies from you every yeah. year and then they do the same thing here in town. Um, and, uh, uh, and so we would buy, um, all it was sports boosters here as mm -hmm. opposed to band. Um, and, um, and they would do that. Um, and we would buy a few more pies. And, uh, so we had all of these pies in the freezer when the fire hit last year. Oh, now you have no pie. No pie and, 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 and no hopes of getting any more pie. No. It's like, come on. I still have a couple in my freezer. So I'm, I'm good. Sure. Rub, rub my nose in it. I, I'm good for this holiday season. Lord help me if this goes into the next one, cause then I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to have to learn how to bake. Ugh. Well, it's funny you say that because I started to do um, some scratch baking uh -huh. um, during the pandemic. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. I had already moved all the appliances and cleaned underneath everything. So <laughs> I might as well start messing it up again, I guess. <laughs> so were you successful? I was. I made some really killer um, um, mocha cupcakes with espresso powder and um guinness beer wow. um yeah they were really tasty um <laughs> made some lemon blueberry fancy schmancy things um i've done a lot of painting um of walls and oh. furniture type items and no not like picture things i don't do that i'm good with stick people that's about it <laughs> know your limitations and i do <laughs> so well i have thought you know that i've wanted to start baking for years and i never have but partly for time and and partly because it requires effort um, <laughs> there's a whole effort thing again yeah there it is you know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of wanted you know snap mm -hmm. my fingers but it doesn't work but um but it looks like if I want pie, it looks like that's the way I'm going to get it. So, so unfortunately, so now I do have to say the the local VFW, um, uh, they had a, a, a little fundraiser here recently with, and they, um, kind of a, for the wounded warrior mm -hmm. project, I think. And, um, uh, and they were selling pasties, okay, home, homemade pasties. So I bought a half a dozen of them just to be nice. And we had a couple of them the other night. Wow, are they good? Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's it's all about the crust. Like, oh God, yes. Yeah, right. And mm -hmm. somebody out there knows how to make crust. Mm -hmm. This was so good. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, okay. When I, gotta... I was little, every Thanksgiving I would get my slice of pumpkin pie, and I would eat all the pumpkin off, and then I would put the Cool Whip on the crust because I liked the crust better. <laughs> So it was almost like the pumpkin pie was the dinner aspect and then the crust was the real dessert for me. <laughs> when I was a little boy, my grandmother baked all the time. And I spent a lot of weekends at their place just because. And, uh, and, my, and my grandmother was baked. And usually she baked a lot, almost all day Saturday. She would clean house and bake and, and do all kinds of baked goods. And then she... And that would last a week, 
you know? uh -huh. and so if she was baking pies um, and, and it used to kill me because she'd bake these pies on Saturday afternoon and we couldn't touch them until Sunday <laughs> or Sunday dinner it's like oh you know please can't you make one extra pie but what she would do is that she would make a little extra dough and then she would bake just the dough and she'd put a little cinnamon sugar on there. Uh -huh. Oh, and I, you know, and I have not had that since I was a little boy, you know, I'm thinking, and her crusts were always really good. So, yeah. And then my great grandparents, my great grandmother was still cooking on a wood stove when I was a little boy. Wow. You know, I mean, it's, it, I could, t I could tell some stories and I won't bore you with them at this point, but. <laughs> But yeah, they they pretty old fashioned and pretty set in their ways. And she still had a wood stove, and they would stoke that thing, and she'd make pies on that thing. And boy, I'm telling you, there was something about a pie that came out of that that oven. It was just mm. the crust was so good. I've never had a crust like it. Yeah. I mean, I just can't even begin to tell you. So, so for me, when I I get a store bought pie and I hit that cardboard crust, and it's like, ugh. Yep. Yep. You eat the filling and throw the crust away. <laughs> so that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. So yeah. So so that I think that's why I'm afraid of baking because I'm afraid of really tanking the crust. <laughs> you know, trial and error. I know. I know. It's it's practice. You know all about that. So. Yeah, I do. You can do that. <laughs> I'd like to thank Lisa for coming on this podcast. I have always enjoyed her company, and I'm glad you were able to join us too. Hey, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and I hope you'll come back real soon to Creative Conversations with Roger Humphrey.